Hey legends, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is week 33. Today I sat down with an amazing, amazing, incredible, inspiring lady, uh, Pat Pettuccini, uh, who some of you would know as Katie Gray's amazing mother. Uh, We had a really, really honest chat about adventure and family and the importance of living in the moment. Uh, Pat's recently been diagnosed with Parkinson's, so she's had to kind of recheck the plans for the rest of her life and how she she wants to live and how she wants to get the most out of it uh, with her amazing family and amazing new granddaughter. So yeah, it was a really, really honest open chat and something that I would definitely listen back to multiple times. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do enjoy the podcast, uh, do enjoy the stories, please rate, review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff and get around it. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Pat, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> what a I'm start. Talking. How's your morning been? It's good. I just had a session with Lockie we and have. my daughter Katie and that was great. You're my favourite client. Oh, my favorite, one of my favourite humans. Thank <laughs> you very much for coming on. Well, This has, this has been a, f- a few few months in the, in the works. Me trying to get the courage to ask you and you finally saying yes. It's a magical time. It is, and I'm still not sure what I'm said yes to, but um, <laughs> let's just try and see what yes means. Awesome. First question for you, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Wanting to be healthy. And, um, and so, therefore, that has um, been my life. Um, but and, and more as an older woman, that has been my life. And, um, 32, 33? Oh, wish I wish. <laughs> wish I wish I wish. But it would have started um, when Adam was born, and I was given a gym membership for the first time in my life. Yeah. And um, so, and I was really um, stuffed up after his birth. He was a big baby, and so I went to this gym, and it's been from then. So Adam's um, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Since then, I have run or exercised all the time, and not not. And when you say all the time, you mean all the time. Yeah, you know, but it's not big, you know, big stuff, not major things. But you know, it's getting up, going for a run, or going to the gym, or doing Pilates, or doing yoga, or going for a bike ride um, every day of the week. What's it like? Oh, sorry. Where do you find that motivation to get up every day and move and to? just explore movement and exercise and things like that because you feel so much better you just you know you just feel better when you when you don't you know if you've been away or something has happened and you're not doing you just feel heavy and slow slow. and lethargic yeah you just don't have that um sort of energy to do it that doesn't mean i get up and i love doing what i'm doing and it doesn't hurt or you know i think shit why am i doing this you know there's always those 
those times. But yeah. I'm always come back, you know, I'm so glad I got up and, and just went. Well, yeah, it was that old thing, you never regret a workout once it's done. Yeah. It's, it's a simple one. Do you th- So those mornings when you wake up and you're just like, I don't want to get out of bed or I don't feel like doing it, what do, what do you tell yourself? What is the, what's the voice at the back of your head saying? Um, get up. <laughs> because you're not going to go back to sleep now, you know, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So you're, you're awake, you know, you're sort of half awake. You're not properly awake. But, you know, some people can drift back to sleep. I'm not a, I'm not a person who can drift back to sleep yeah. properly. And um, so I might as well um, just get up. I remember, um, the, you know, there's, it was bucketing rain outside and... Um, I always used to run the dog that we had then and the kids are up watching TV, some cartoons or whatever. Yeah. And I'm looking at the door and it's bucketing rain and they said, you're not going to go out for a run, are you, Mum? <laughs> well, Dodger wants to go for a run. So I went, you know, and then you came home, you know, and you just drenched. And how good you feel, though? Yeah, I, because you went I passed the elements. You know, you just, you know, you... You're in the rain. It's, you know, it wasn't howling gale. It was, it was raining. Yeah. Pretty heavy, but it was raining. And you come back drenched. And you think, shit, I did that. You know, I wasn't a mere female, um, <laughs> a mere woman or a mere, you know, person. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. And you just do it? Yeah. And so the kids saw those things, you know, that I'd do it. Yeah. Just always do it. And, you, yeah. and you've raised two very active, adventurous kids yeah in Katie yes. and Adam yeah do you much. think that's purely because of your sense of adventure and love for movement um yes I as making it part of their everyday life now and how yeah. they eat and what they do absolutely been um my influence from that not my husband Kerry at all you know. <laughs> oh you no <laughs> he's not not that way inclined as well yeah but he he has had a huge influence in um, that sense of adventure and other things. Um, I was a, a single mum and wanted to do something different. My life had been pretty um, traditional, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, and a teacher at the – I was teaching maths and science and stuff and he wanted to go on a, a, a camp and he didn't have a female um, – teacher to go with on this camp so he said you know would I go on the canoeing camp with year 12s of course I'll do it I can't swim <laughs> can't swim just don't fall out and, yeah, you, and you'll and be okay yeah and he said you'll be fine yeah. and I, so we paddled down the Yarra and we were going really really slow and we're going to be really really late so there's a tunnel in the Yarra called um, Pound Bend and he said let's take a shortcut through <laughs> the the tunnel yeah. in the Yarra okay no, that's why, why not you know, why not you know we do that so we go down this tunnel and all of this water is converging off the walls and students, you know, are just going all over the place, to- me included, yeah. <laughs> totally out of control. And then we get to the end of the tunnel and there's this huge rock that the water is pummeling off. Yeah. And um, so we, you know, there's kids just then capsizing, swimming, or which is like if it happened now, you'd be space. <laughs> you'd be in a lot of be, trouble. You'd be really in a lot of trouble. Um, I'm sure it taught the kids a lot. It did, and me. And, and so, um, <laughs> so this guy's name was Mick, and he he said, "Oh, you did really well." And I, I probably did well keeping my calm. That was all. Yeah. You know. And um, and he said, "Let's do this more often." And he put me on a a training course to how to canoe. Awesome. 
which is when I um, met Kerry and he was an instructor. And, and then from that time on, we, um, I took up canoeing, whitewater paddling. Amazing. And I'm totally, I'm still a non-swimmer. And I'm totally freaked out. At the top of the, say, a Mitchell Rapid, this huge, huge water, and I would be, you know, freaking out, say sick, really sick, yeah. um, because I was, I'd push myself much, much too far. But um, so I learned the love of adventure then and going camping and being in the outdoors and just, you know, going places that I'd never been to before in Victoria and, and Australia and and that I, that's what changed me. That's what gave me from being just an ordinary mum, you know, who's, who likes to be fit. Who likes to run and ride and stuff, stuff. To, yeah, to adventure. To adventure. And that's when that, that came in. And then I met other people, women, who were like-minded in that way. And so I had all these other role models. Um, we still had, you know, little Adam. Yeah. And, um, and he... And then when he, you know, he was just in it and um, he just did this, the same thing. So that's, he grew up seeing adventure. Daily. As, as it was like it was normal. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. What, what kind of, I guess, role models and the people you surround yourself with, how did you seek out those people? How did you find them and, and why, what drew you to, I guess, chasing down people who were doing crazy adventurous stuff like that yeah it, probably I didn't see it crazy I just saw it as adventurous so yep. there's a difference yep. you know, I never saw, saw it crazy um, though uh, Kerry was a part of the canoe board and um, instructing people on how to canoe and so then I um, learned to become an instructor and also teaching people how to canoe yeah and it was just that community of people and it's a, and even in our sailing that we do now, um, it's the community of people that you're mixing with that makes it. So it's not an individual seek out. Yeah. In, it's that like-minded group who like to be in the outdoors, who um, just like to hang around at you know, a campfire and you're... Yeah, and just experience everything rather yeah. than sitting at home in front of the TV. Yeah. Like we just done um, this weekend, the last, last few days, went to Wilson's Prom. And um, and it's the same. Just you know, I got I'd get up. Everybody's still asleep. Yeah. And um, get up at seven, and then run to Squeaky Beach or run back. And nice. You know, I just that was to be just. I love it. It's really really nice that you can come back feeling so good and mm. um, energized. For the for the people out there that I guess struggled to take that first couple of steps in the run and to actually get moving, what advice would you have for them? Um, when you think you, you know, you're going to roll over and go back to sleep, don't. <laughs> it's that simple, people. It's that simple. Just don't. I love that because, it, but that's all it is, really. Like it's, it's really easy. It would be really easy for you to, you know, half of your week go back to sleep, but mm. because you've got that understanding of how much you enjoy it and how much you benefit from it, it's mm. kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, and you like in the holidays is when I look forward to waking up. And going for the run, and so holidays I don't have um, time off because in where, wherever you're going, holiday is a really nice place usually. Um, so when you go for a run, you you see you see places. Yeah. And you you're seeing the city wake up. 
or the, you know wherever you're in the and car. you see it from a different point of view than you would in the car or yes. on a bike yeah you do yeah tell me about your first half marathon Oh, well, my first and only. First and only. only. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was Katie, um, <laughs> you know, just saying, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can. When and was I, it? When was it? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Was it two years ago? Two years ago? That's, years ago. according to my research, it was two years ago. Yes, yeah, two years, two years ago. Um, yeah, so Katie had nagged me, and I was wondering, well, maybe I could, maybe I could. So, over um, quite a few, I didn't say anything to Katie or Kerry, or anybody. Yeah. And I just started running a bit further and a bit further and Kerry said to me one morning you're gone a long time <laughs> like he hadn't even noticed I'd been That's doing funny. this for months and um yeah so I just kept on going longer and longer and longer to seeing how long I could take and whether I could do it yeah before I said anything to anybody <laughs> because I don't normally compete you know I've done fun runs and you know yeah. 10 k's and stuff but not the half yeah and I wasn't sure. I didn't want to do it if it meant I was going to stuff hips or knees or create chronic injuries. Yeah. Because I value being able to do my, you know, the 45, 50-minute runs or whatever and, you know, working out. Yeah. I don't want to do stuff that's going to... Um, well, I guess it's, it seems from that. my point of view, it seems as though you want to kind of push the boundary slightly but not take the step over no. because you want to be able to keep adventuring and keep yeah. doing all those things yeah that's right and if I had yeah that's right and I, I'm not sure how much longer I'll you know be able to run um, so I'm sure it'll be a lot longer than most people probably but you know <laughs> I'm hoping that's the case yeah yeah it's really good talk to me about your sailing is that something that you took up recently or you've been doing for no, a while no I took up um, Adam was eight Katie is a newborn baby yeah and um and we need. I want to do something with Adam. So Adam and I did a sailing course together. Awesome. And we again not a non-swimmer. Coolest mum ever. Non-swimmer going. Second course. My mum's a coolest. Sorry. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> of course. I'm not sure she's been listening, so maybe I don't have to say that. But anyway, yeah, carry that's on. Good. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Adam and I did the sailing course. And we were hopeless, absolutely. I had no idea. I was fearful. I had no idea which way the wind was coming. I knew no, no. That's idea. not a normal thing for people to do. Just go. You know what? I want to start sailing. Well, Adam, and I wanted to do something with Adam. Yeah. You know, he had a new baby. You know, it, the baby was dominating. Yeah. All the time. And you wanted you know, to give he was some missing time out. to him. Yeah, he was missing out. Yeah. So that's why we. That's why we got into um, sailing, and. Um, and that worked out really, you know, it was, it was good. Because, again, it's a community there. Mm-hmm. Adam met heaps of kids that the same and, you know, yeah. playing and sailing and, and doing all of those sort of things. Yeah. You've done a little bit of competing yes. with sailing of late. Yes, yeah. So did um, sailed in the worlds in Japan. As in you do. July. In the worlds, okay. Yes. Good. And, and I'm really proud of it because you there was 97 <laughs> boats and we got 18. Oh, no. And, um, and I was sailing with... A guy called Alan. He's from McRae, yeah. and um, Kerry wasn't interested in sailing in a world. He'd done a few, and um, he, you know, what he just, you know, it's not what he was interested in. Yeah. But I was. I still was really keen to do it. Alan um, wanted to sail also, but his kids wouldn't lose weight or wouldn't train or wouldn't do all those sort of stuff. So yeah. I asked him what he interested if I did it with him. Awesome. And. Um, 
And so we had a year, 12 months, really strong campaign, sailing nearly every single weekend together. And awesome. Doing theory sessions and lots of discussion. And, um, and it was a fantastic experience. I learned he- heaps from him. It's, it's good, you know, going or meeting somebody, you know, I knew the guy but don't, didn't really know him. Yeah. And, um, and that was a huge challenge, N- not just the learning how to sail together and improving how we were to sail, but we're making a commitment, both of us are married, both of us are going to be travelling overseas to yeah. Japan. Yeah. Yeah, how is this going to work? You know, spending a lot of time together, making sure you're ticking all the boxes. Yeah, and coffee delivery. Thank beautiful. you, Mitchell. Good for you. Second time around, done that. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, you can keep it up. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah. So, like, he was his family wasn't happy. <laughs> but that's. But that's kind of the, the really cool sense of adventure you've got. Like you've just taken someone who you've only known or known slightly or known a little bit mm. and spent 12 months camp with your campaign working towards achieving something pretty marvellous together. Mm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I need to give recognition to Kerry because there's not a lot of husbands who would be happy about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good from him. Yeah. Very, very good. And all the other things that I've done. Yeah. Um, you know, he's never said no or you, you can't do it or, yeah. you know, um, whatever. What, I guess, has driven you or what is the reason why you've gone, yep, I want to do that? Is it just a... Well, I, I know all the, um, there's, well, we like the sailing. I always felt like I wanted to learn more because I started, I only started learning sailing when I was 36. Yeah. So I was, you know, a non-sailor, absolutely non-sailor, non-swimmer. Yeah. So that was late and... The other, doing the walks of the world, was because I was um, talking to a guy and he said he had done this walk, Mount Kilimanjaro, and he'd done these others. And I said, oh, this sounds really, really interesting. He said, yeah, one of my goals is to do all the major walks of the world. It's an amazing goal. It's an amazing goal. And I was just talking to him. And he said that, and that sparked my interest. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. Um, And I knew... I felt I could do that because I've, I've jumped all over the place here. But through canoeing, I met this most amazing woman, Gillian Wilde, and um, she's got an amazing adventure husband who's just over-the-top there, adventurous. <laughs> um, but we had a lovely friendship together, and awesome. she was a really capable and done lots and lots of overnight hiking. So through her... We, she and I would Started go... Started experiencing everything. Yeah, yes. What's your... What are the... I don't want to ask for one because I think there's probably lots of them. Yeah. But what are the five five best walks you've ever done? Oh, five. Give me five. Oh, Kilimanjaro. Um, Tell me, talk me through that story. Patagonia. Talk me oh, through Kilimanjaro. We'll get, to, we'll get yeah. to the other four. Oh, Kilimanjaro. Well, we did Kilimanjaro because um, Adam was turning 30 and that was his birthday present. Awesome. To do the walk with him. That's pretty cool. Mm. Mm. What was the walk like? Because that's something I want to do. It's, ah. definitely, it's definitely on my list. Yeah. Well, um, do the whiskey one because it, they call it the whiskey because, you know, you savour it and, Ooh, you, and you go a bit slower. You know, you just don't um, drink it down. <laughs> you just do it slowly. Um, and if you do that one, then you take more time and you climatise better. Yeah. Um, How long did it take you? Eight days. Eight days. Awesome. And... 
I was just like, I remember, I always shall remember the start. You know, we've got our pack on, you know, we're ready to go. And ahead of us, there's this huge group of people carrying stuff, yeah. tents and food and, and that was all us. I just thought, I normally just carry a pack and yeah. go somewhere and we've got this entourage of just people and we yeah. start up this really steep hill and there was a, you know, you think, shit, this is going to be hard. <laughs> we've only just started. What's this going to be like? Yeah. And then the f- first night um, we're out there and the tents are set up and everything's um, there. They had carrying a port loo for us, <laughs> a canvas. So they had this canvas port. They could have just had a little shovel. They could have had a little shovel. <laughs> but then they said they can't because there's so many tourists on the yeah, route. Okay. It would, yeah. you know, not be very long. It before. only takes a couple to stop following the rules to a T and then... Yeah, and the yeah, number of fair. people and the, you know, the crap everywhere. But, um, so besides, I that was um, just having, we had a tent, they had a card table, they had chairs, <laughs> they had all this sort of Everything. stuff that we sort of ne- needed for all of that, and that's why I had so many people. And you'd were, be used to the bare, bare basics when you did yeah, your walks? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, and they, they'd put up your tent, you didn't even have to put up your tent. Um, that, that's... You know, that sort of um, part of it, I think, was a big part of the, wow, this is another country, oh, you know, we're paying a lot of money mm. so that they can work. But, yeah, and it's and you feel, you've probably, I, I know I wouldn't, I'm sure you'd probably feel the same, you'd feel almost guilty or bad that they're lifting, carrying stuff for you. But then, yeah. But then you've got to kind of check check back to the fact that you're paying for them and kind of driving their economy and allowing them to exactly. have work so mm. it's it'd That's be right. a tough one it'd be kind of a mental dilemma i think it for is. me and some of them wearing city shoes like city you know old city yeah. business shoes yeah and not proper you know here we've got all this proper gear you know? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and they're, they're just kicking around in whatever they can put yeah put on their feet. and then they're carrying all this heavy heavy load on top of their um and we're struggling to carry, you know, what we're carrying. Yeah. And um, but the walk itself is it was a bit cloudy, um, so we didn't have great vistas as well. Yeah. But it was just there's lots of moonscape type walking awesome. um, and the rocks and I think always those walks are just you, you have a rhythm. Um, it's not meditation, but you just. You get into the flow. You're just yeah. walking. You're, it's almost a different mindset because you're not thinking about, you know, whether you lock the door at home or, yeah. or what work you've got to do. You just you're really in the moment. Yes. But yeah, I like that because you're not. It's not meditation because meditation's I guess a little bit different. Mm. It's almost like moving meditation. Yeah, yeah. You just sort of move along, and you're going to get to the next spot, and yeah. you know, and it's hard, and you, your shoulders hurt, or <laughs> you know, things need to be readjusted, or you're cold. Yeah. Shit, it's cold. It gets really cold up there. Yeah. Um, all of those sort of things, but um, the the memorable part of the walk is the actual climbing the mountain on them, and so they, we were walking with this. Um, as it turned out, we were so fortunate. There was Adam and I and a British mum and her daughter. Awesome. And so the chances of that, but she was hopeless, hopeless. <laughs> the so mum or the daughter? The mum. She was so <laughs> slow. And I, not, every, not all mums are like you, mate. <laughs> oh, I was thinking you wouldn't 
go and do this walk if you hadn't done some training and she yeah. talked about the training and it sounded like walking around just the, just the streets. streets yeah yeah so she was hopeless so they we went to bed early as soon as it got dark then they woke us at midnight we packed our tent we had some hot chocolate and then we started walking for the summit and they were going so slow <laughs> is that so you can get up there for sunrise yes yeah and um, so they're going so, so, so. I said, oh, we're never going to get there if we go so slow. <laughs> but it was all part of doing it in climatising and yep. doing this last um, bit to the, to the summit. And um, so we're going up and it is super, super steep in, the, in this part of it. And it's, it's snowing. The snow's really deep. You're getting, you know, you're cold. You can't, I'm too, it's freezing cold. So they're even helping and taking off the gloves and putting some chocolate in our mouths so yep. that we're food or doing us. And, um, and I was struggling and there's one bit, you know, it's just slipping. You'd go up one and you'd go down one. You yeah, just were and you just slipping. weren't going anywhere. Yeah, you're just really exhausted. How did you work through that? I guess altitude um, sickness and Adam. Adam was really good. He he was like, "Come on, cheese! Come on, I'm the old cheese." Uh, <laughs> great nickname. Great. I like yes. that. And um, said, "Come on, cheese! You, you can do it, cheese. Keep going." I said, "Give us a song, Adam. Sing us a song, then we can." <laughs> so, so in this high altitude, then Adam's trying to sing a song and <laughs> to keep us going. And it was really, it was just fun. That was That's awesome. Was, that was really fun, and just the last part. Before I don't know what time of day, night it was. Before we go to the summit, they stopped us and they gave us some um, Red Bull. I think it was Red Bull because it's got all the caffeine to get us to you know. Get <laughs> I like that. It was the most disgusting drink, and within <laughs> 10, 15 minutes, we're all vomiting up the oh, no. Red Bull because it just you know it's just not what you want. We wanted. We we're doing okay yeah. before that. Yeah, just um, a little bit of water would have done that. Yeah, trip. that's all it was. Yeah. And so then we get to the top and the sun came up and it was amazing. it was just absolutely amazing. It was really, really good. That's yeah, cool. Really good. I think that's really, it's really important to, that you've kind of gone through all the struggles that you went mm. through to get up there because I think a lot of people sit, sit at the bottom of the mountain and look up and then want to be at the top straight away mm. and then want to, you know, whether, like, whether it's a metaphor for life or, biz, or business or work or relationships or whatever everyone wants to kind of just go yep Big bang end. I'm at the top yeah. but I think there's a real beauty in just enjoying the journey and enjoying all the struggles yeah. that come with it Yeah. because yes. if, it, if it was a tra train ride to the top or a tram ride to the top you, you mm. wouldn't enjoy it like you did no no not at all mm. yeah because it would have just been oh, I'm here you know yeah. it could be anywhere in, yeah. the, in the world as yeah. well. when you have to get and, on your two legs and I would say the other thing which we didn't realise had happened at the time is to savour that moment and just be Mm. Um, you know, you can. We're busy taking photos, doing all that sort of, sort of stuff. And what we didn't do was spend enough time just being there. Yeah. Just being, you yeah. know, and really um, reflect on that time. And they, and now we know why. It's because they were hurrying us to get off the mountain. They said there was another storm coming through. We yeah. need to get off the mountain. But it wasn't really. They were really clever about getting the tourists in the next wave of walkers coming yeah. through you know, yeah you know. so they can have it to themselves and then yeah keep yes, over. yeah yeah i think that's really important i try and make sure that whenever and i haven't done anything as, as awesome as that yet i'm uh going to south america next year which i'll hopefully get a yeah get a few of those those awesome moments but i try and sit down and just take a couple of breaths and just smile and enjoy it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's 
especially when you put that work in it it's a pretty amazing yeah, feeling yeah it is really important i think that's what as i've got older that's what you know i probably didn't do enough of you know just really i enjoyed where i was and i enjoyed the process but i didn't sort of say stop and just really really reflect yeah. Yeah, you've That's been go, go, go all the time. Can't. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you finish that, you get home, and you're into the next, you know, whatever yeah. thing that you it's, needed to do. Yeah. But the, it's the walk down from the, the mountain, which I had no idea was going to happen, what it was. So you finish, it's, you know, about 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then we walk then till 5 o'clock that afternoon. Just down. Down, and it was... We were walking a lot of the time through an old creek bed over rocks and boulders and rough, scrambly stuff. And we started walking at midnight. Then so you've been walking for like 20 hours. Yeah, and it's huge. And it was rough and horrible and hard and terrible. And um, the this English woman, she just got further and further and further behind. Yeah. In the end, they had to pay some local villagers to take all her... Um, gear. Oh, really? And then they, two other people went up and had to get a torch because now she's. In, it was really, really late um, and was in the dark and she she was just taking one step at a time. Yeah, that's, that's pretty totally scary. Stuff. But it's, mm. well, kids, if you're about to go on a big hike, make sure you train. Make sure you yeah. make sure you're in a physical, physically capable position before you do it. Yeah, it'd be pretty scary, especially for a daughter. Like if if she's. Mm. You know, worried about her mum and things like that. Yeah, yes, that's right. Mm. The, but, you know, the, the guys, the guides were really fantastic. They were really, really good. I'm sure but they'd yeah, see, see it a bit. They must. They must see that. But I just don't know how um, people can do things without feel, having a certain level of fitness because mm. you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I think you've got to earn the right to do those things. You've mm. got to ha- have put in the work yeah, and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Talk to me about Patagonia because this is basically all for me because you're just going through my bucket list, all oh, the stuff you've okay. already done. Yeah. Well, I did the um, the W circuit, it's called. Um, and or the, the, Sorry, I did the O, um, which is, means the whole mountain range. Awesome. And it's from start to um, finish. If you do the W, you're going through all the major peaks but then there lots of tourists can access that, and so you've got lots yep. of other people around. Where if you do that, oh, you get into areas that you you can't, and it's just spectacular views. Those glaciers um, that I just shall always remember. And but again, I had this really good fun experience. Um, it's this. I said I had to start at Porta Natalis, is where I had to meet the guide and the group that I was travelling with. Yeah. So um, I get there and I meet the guide, um, Polo, his name is, and he said, well, um, well, I've got some news. There's You're the only one on the walk. Oh, how good. And I thought, oh, so does that mean you're cancelling it? Because, like, that's a huge yeah. um, expense. And he said, yeah. no, 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 we're, it's just you and I. Cool. Are you going to be comfortable with that? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think so. That's all right. I didn't know, you know... You don't know, live in here yeah. with somebody. Yeah. And um, so he, so that's what we did. We went off together. And I'll tell you the whole, it was really funny. He then said to me, well, if it's just you and I, do you want to share the same tent? <laughs> and me being me said, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's all right. Making friends. Yes, that's right. 
And then my sister that night said, you don't want to do that. You might want to get up in the middle of the night. You don't want to, you know, you don't know the person. Yeah. You don't know what it's. So next thing we, sh- we didn't share the tent. But I got this huge two-person tent, which, you know, is plenty of space. And then Polo had a single just little micro light. <laughs> and he had, and he carried all the food that oh, really? we needed. He did all the cooking. Good from him. I have never been looked after like <laughs> that in my whole life as much as Polo did. He That's would, awesome. He would go, we'd get to a campsite, he would put the tent up. Or first, no, before he put the tent up, he would set me up and he would have some olives and cheese and biscuits and he'd sit me down How and I, I'm all comfortable and we've walked all day. And then he goes and sets the tent up, he goes and cooks dinner, you know. <laughs> How uh, good. Yeah. And you can just kick back and relax. Absolutely. There's one day he said to me, go, you've got that book you're reading, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He said, go and get it for me. I said, oh, okay. And um, so I got my, and he said, bring me a um, Lilo, a, you know, bed mat. So I brought the bed mat and the book, and I didn't know what he was talking about. And he said, now I want you to go and find the bestest place oh, in awesome. the world. And, you and just go and read. Just go and read. <sighs> like, he just gave me permission. Isn't it silly how you've got to ask for permission? But he gave me permission just to really be there yeah. where we were in these <laughs> most wonderful places of the world. That's amazing. And I didn't have to think, oh, I should start dinner or I should be helping. <laughs> you could just, just be in that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's I hadn't amazing. ever experienced that. As, and I hadn't, uh, you know, realised, yeah, giving yourself permission. I'm always asking, um, oh, I'm not asking, feeling that I should contribute, you know. Yeah. Clean up, do whatever it is. Yeah, I get that. And not really, really just be there and I just so we just had this best time I just that's amazing I think it's really important to be able to allow yourself to just disconnect and just focus on right now and not worry about having to cook dinner or have to set up a tent or something like that Mm. like it's pretty amazing like I um I was talking I sent a message to all my staff a couple of days ago I'm just like I just want to make sure that all of you guys, if you're not going away over the next couple of weeks for Christmas, that you're at least planning your next holiday so that you can... Because mm. I think making sure that we all take time for ourselves, even if we don't want to. Like, I'm so I don't like mm. taking a break, mm. but I force myself to... And it sounds... <laughs> it probably sounds a bit obnoxious, but I force myself to book holidays because I want to be at work all the time. But mm. that holiday, whether it be a hike or a one-day hike to Wilson's Prom or to... Mm. Um, or up in Dandenongs or something like that, that allows me to disconnect from work. And yes. I think not, a, not enough people allow themselves to do that, disconnect from their responsibilities mm. and just focus on surviving and and just being. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. important. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And uncluttered and just being, yeah, not shops, not, not, <laughs> not stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just and just really enjoying the world for what it yeah. is. And that's what I learned from Polo. And so I think from each of my trips... How long did you spend with him? Um, so that was a 10-day. 10-day. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That would be an experience that not many people would have mm. ever. Mm. And, and because he's done it so many times, um, he knew you know, the route and, and he knew so much about the geology and the geography mm. and the history and, you know, I mean, we just all of those sort of things. Uh, oh, shit, it's challenging walk. You know, it was howling, howling gale on the pitch, like on a ridge, 
and I'm not very heavy, and they're my pack. <laughs> and it was just blowing me down. So I'd have to crap. One point, I had to hang on to Polo's back on his pack yeah. so that I didn't, so get, windy. So I didn't get knocked over. That's so scary. Mm. So it's really scary. So you go from windy, then you've got this um, snow up to your knees and you're, you know, ploughing through up to a mountain top. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, just there's lots of dangerous bits, and, but it's not necessarily dangerous, dangerous, but it is pretty big days, long days. Mm. A lot um, of walking. A lot of walking. A lot of time for thinking. Mm, yeah. And, and then zoning out and not paying attention for a couple of hours, mm. which I love that feeling when yeah. you just stop thinking and you just one foot in front of the other. Yes, and you just go into that sort of rhythm. Mm. But, you know, we had, I had, a, because of Polo, you know, he had all the food you ever wanted and I had, he carried and had all the, yeah, so that made it easy for me, really, you know, in what we were doing. Um, awesome. And he was just this amazing, amazing sort of guy. That's that awesome. Couldn't have been better. Mm. True. Walk number three. We'll go. We'll go through three because I got other stuff I want to ask you. Oh, the other one would be the south coast of um, Tasmania. Ooh. So good. you fly in there to yep. Malaluka. Yep. And um, and then you walk for eight days along the south coast walk. Amazing. So there's no um, mobiles, no satellite connection. There's nothing. So if you if you stuff up, you're in trouble. Yes. You've got to just wait for somebody else to come along and then for them to walk out to say get a helicopter in or something. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little scary. That's right. And there was a couple of um, guys who were running it. You know, they had started off at just before first light and were doing it in a whole day. And, you know, they could have slipped so easily. Like, it's just really, really hard. There's one of the hardest parties, a spot called the Iron Bounds. And um, you get up at about five and you start out and... Again, it's, you know, getting to that summit. He's just going up and up and up. There's just unrelenting it going. It doesn't stop. Up and up and up. That's why they call it the iron bounds. And, um, again, you get to the top and there's, you know, whether it's raining or windy or it's, there's always going to be something that's not a perfect. You're not going to get your perfect view after you've done all that, you know, walking. Yeah. But, um, again, it's just... Being in that place, you know, and I did this with the Gillian um, Wild, and I've yeah. never ever. That was my first big one, you know, and and doing it with Gillian. It's cool you're able to find that person to yeah pull you along and and what she I learned from her is that everybody else you've been on walks when people get up early, get going, walk all day, and you know probably walk 15, 20 kilometers in the day, then they. Make camp, eat dinner, next day. Fall asleep. Yeah. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And um, so we didn't do that. We, every second day, we would have a half day off and we both took books. Awesome. And we'd share the book. Ah, nice. So that, you know, so you once, could talk about it? Yeah, you could talk. Oh, we didn't necessarily, but we meant we had two books to read. So we had things. Yeah. And we would have then a half day when we just lie on the river or beside the ocean or go for a swim or whatever we would so again we enjoyed yeah. being there and that's what i learned from her you know as but if, well. you, if you go 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 all the time you miss it and then i think that allowing yourself to stop you remember why you're actually doing it in the first place which mm. is just to experience a different part of the world and, mm. and and treat yourself to something that you haven't done before yes yeah and it's a pretty simple thing but it's hard to and I find it hard to stop and slow down mm. when I'm hiking sometimes, but it's really important just to go, you know what, 
stop, breathe, have lunch, enjoy this magnificent place you are. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly exactly right. Like you've you've done all that planning to get there to fly in, which <laughs> yeah. it sounds you know you're flying in to start a walk. That's yeah, pretty, that's, that's that pretty sounds hectic. really good. It does. And um, and the first time I heard that, I thought, oh, that's really good. That's what I want to do. So that was. And for that reason, you know, it was tough walk. It was a, you know, heavy walk. Um, but we had these beautiful moments when we're just there. And so if you haven't ever done the South Coast walk and the isolation of it and... It's on the list now. It's, yeah, do that. <laughs> it's really, really good. My list is getting bigger quicker than I can tick things <laughs> off. But it's okay. It's mm. okay. Um, what about Spain? Oh, yeah, I, I didn't I, mention that one. Yeah, I've been, been told to ask you about Spain. Oh, it's, yeah. You did it by yourself? Yes, I did it by myself. What was what was different doing it by yourself compared to doing the trips with Adam and Polo and, and Gillian? Well, Spain was hard because I didn't speak Spanish. Yeah, well, that's probably one, one part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was... Um, but I, it, was, it started off pretty tough when I was by myself... I didn't speak Spanish and it just sort of started on the walk and um, I was, really wasn't sure how it was going to work out but I happened to meet up over a beer one that on the first night yep. with this group of four once one guy spoke English and the other spoke you know no English and yep. I spoke no Spanish so I just joined him with them awesome so that was fine because then they told me you know, we came to ordering food or stuff. You know, they just did it and I just paid whatever I had to do. So awesome. I really, really wasn't by myself. Yeah. I was with these... You met some new people. I met some new people. And um, and then we had this, you know, really good time and it was great. If I hadn't, if I hadn't had met them and had to struggle with their language yeah. and what I was doing, I think it, would have been, it wouldn't have been nearly so much fun. But you might have met someone else or you might I have met, met someone else. Yeah, like might have met another group yeah. or did something else. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I've never travelled solo. I, I was very close to doing Everest Base Camp by myself this mm. year um, but didn't do it for a couple of different reasons but... That's kind of the plan for next year, and I want to be able to say yeah, I did it by myself and mm. met a bunch of people there. Because mm. wherever you go in the world, you're going to meet people, mm. and I think that there's always going to be someone that wants to help. Yes, and yeah. I think that allows you to kind of fly by the seat of your pants a little bit and just hope that someone's going to be there to help you. Yeah, and I pretty... never thought that would, you know, mm. I didn't expect it, and it didn't when, and that's exactly that's why. almost the best part about it. Yeah, mm. yeah, and. Without them, I wouldn't have been able to to do it. So it was really, really, um, really good. And yeah, they were just they were fun and great drinkers. <laughs> good. <laughs> and you know, lots of beautiful beers and oh yeah, it was, and it was, but it was hot. It was really hot. And um, but how I came to do that one again? Somebody talking to a friend. She and her partner had um, done pag. Um, the walk, and, yep. um, but they and she they did went started in the south and went north, not the traditional east west. And she said it was better because it wasn't as touristy, and that would be my attraction to doing that. Yep. But the disadvantage of that is that there wasn't um, many places to stay, and so 
you had to walk the 20 or 25 kilometres every day yeah. to get to your next... So you had, so to, had to load up and you had to. leave early and get in late yeah, and yeah. have big days. Mm. That's really cool. You said before that none of that's, none of this, not much of the stuff you've done is crazy. What is the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, I think going whitewater paddling when I'm a non-swimmer. <laughs> yeah, oh. well, that's fair. As and I'm not hop. very good. And I'm not a very good paddler. You know, I would capsize and, you know, I couldn't roll up. And, you know, <laughs> and so carers, you know, there's lots of times I put myself in lots of, lots of danger. And so that is going whitewater paddling, not being a swimmer. Yeah, that's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Even, you know, even sailing is not nearly as um, scary because there's usually somebody else around and, you know, they can pull you out of the water and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you don't really... But then whitewater stuff's pretty, pretty hectic. It can get yeah. pretty hairy. Very, very, very. Have you had any close calls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, you know, I was, I'd capsized, um, had gone down a few rapids, you know, just bouncing down them. And, but anyway, Kerry, all the other people that were there, um, got me out and pulled me out. But, and I don't remember all of them, but <laughs> there were lots of times, you know, yeah. that I, I, I did it. Yeah. I'm sure there were plenty. Now, you recently had a little addition to your family. Yes, a uh, little Sequoia, yeah. How old is she now? Um, it's three months. Awesome, mm. awesome. Mm. What's it like being a grandma, being the, the world's fittest grandma? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to stay fit because I'm going to walk and run with her. Um, I'm going to do things with her. I don't want parents around. <laughs> <laughs> I want to inspire her. So she remembers... Um, she remembers me as a fit, strong woman. So I'm sure um, she will. Obviously, uh, for people on the podcast, I've just been diagnosed with Parkinson. Pretty recent, yeah. Yeah, and um, so here I am running, bloody fit. <laughs> Do everything, you know, that you're going to... Well, you called me like two weeks ago and said, hey, I can't train today. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) You're doing the great big bike ride. That's right. As you do. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, I haven't given up. But, um, yeah, my little Sequoia, she is the... I always thought grandparents, we were besotted by their child, were, you know, get real. (laughs) It's not... But you, but you understand it now, right? I understand it. I understand it. And she gives me um, joy um, where I'm struggling to find joy. Yeah. And she gives me joy. And um, But, yeah, she's going to be a lovely, beautiful, gorgeous woman. She certainly will be. She'll be independent and capable and... Um, She's got a pretty amazing tribe around her. She has, hasn't she? she some she adventurous be, humans. <laughs> she, I think she's going to experience more in, in the next 10 years than most people in their entire yes, lives. Yes, So she's been on four airplane, you know, four flights, you know, for, come from LA. She's, been, <laughs> she's in Sydney now. You know, she, she'll be, she's been on the beach. Jet setting. Yes, yeah, and we've just taken her swimming. She's been taken to the beach. Oh, she's just been um, everywhere. Yeah, so she's absolute joy it's awesome. just the just the joy of um and seeing adam and jane such gorgeous parents yeah. you know just being beautiful parents and it gives me a lot of joy about how you know i didn't they, and i've grown you know raised adam and then he's found this partner who 
he just loves yeah. to death. And um, and she's the most wonderful woman. All of that, you know. I think there's a time in your life when, you know, we're talking about reflecting on the mountain. Yeah. Um, it's now, you know, reflecting on being a parent mm. a little bit. And um, it just, I love, just love seeing them all together. Must be a pretty amazing happy. feeling. Yeah, and everybody wanted to go camping and... Yeah, well, I think that, that that's something that not a lot of families can do, just take a week and, and spend it together, like mm. Wilson's Prom, pretty amazing part of the world. Yeah, yeah. And you guys were able to experience all that together. And, and wanted, yeah, and it, we all want it. You know, we just love, that's what we love doing together. And and that, and that comes from you and your sense of adventure because you've instilled yeah. that into, into mm. Adam and Katie. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to go camping is much better than you know, going motelling or, um, you know, some <laughs> yeah. resort or, yeah. or any, 100%. only all of those sort of things. Yeah. yeah. And you can run right on the at mm. Tidal River campgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I did that as a child too. That's where we went. Um, I was one of seven. Yeah. And, you know, that's where we went camping heaps and heaps and heaps. So it brings back lots of gorgeous memories. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So you, did you have like a big chunk of your life, like you obviously grew up camping and doing those kind of things where you just didn't do that stuff or you still kept doing that throughout your life? All, your, all the camping and adventure and stuff? Because you said you kind of joined the gym when Adam was born and, and started from there. Did you yeah, have... before that, I was just traditional, yeah. you know. Yeah, just, you know... Oh, one of seven, very strong Catholic family, um, and we'd go camping, but not no real. And I wouldn't. They're not adventures. Just what you can take seven kids camping, you know, and yep. uh, in a caravan. So there was nothing that was really different. But what was different is growing up in the sixties, and. Um, you know, mum was a, a great mum and, um, you know, looking after us. And I, but I rebelled, <laughs> rebelled against I want to be everything she's not. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be independent. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be just looking after kids all the time. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And that was really powerful for me yeah. at growing up. Not my brothers and sisters, not, they didn't have that. But I was, I was second eldest yeah. and I was determined to do be different. I was not going to be the same old looking after being a parent. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what that was. And so, um, so, you know, I went to uni, you know, just working, did all those, had Adam. And it was like, I, once I, did, I was a single mum then that I just thought, I'm going to do, I'm going to take this opportunity now to do those things that I thought I wanted to do. It's pretty amazing. And that's it's sort of those things that came, you know, if I hadn't um, ended up single mum, that wouldn't have happened. I would have mm. just stayed as, you know, in your job and you're doing a job and yeah. you've got your friends. I don't think I would have ever take, taken what I inspired as a teenager wanted to be something really different. I like that. And it's, it's cool that you're able to identify that now, like I said, reflecting on, on everything and... And it kind of sets you up to to experience, keep experiencing everything like you have been. Because mm. I, I, like from my point of view, you certainly inspire me to to do all of this this amazing, fun, mm. adventurous stuff. I'm um, yeah, 
sitting here, I'm just like, I just want to book my next trip, even though yeah. I'm going to Tassie next week. I do a couple of little hikes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're pretty cool. That's right. And, you, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, one a year or not even one a year. Just when you can. But, yeah. you know, you, you, you plan it. Maybe, you know, the big thing is maybe only with work you can only do it once every second year, you know. Nah, man, I'm going like three times a year. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to anyway. But that, I think that's like a lot of people, and I've found this, say they want to do certain things and then don't actually take the steps to do it. Mm. I try and, if I say I want to do something, try and book that holiday so then I've got to go, well, I've got three months to figure out how it's going to work mm. money-wise and time-wise and how I'm going to get, a, get away from work and things like that. And I think that's allowed me, like I've got four holidays booked for next year. Without, like, before I've even oh, right. thought about it. Good. So, And you're going to do those things that you love. Yeah, exactly. And, I like, how it's going to work, not sure yet. <laughs> but I'm going to... But they work out. Yeah, it always works out. It does. You know, mm. like, all the things I've done, you know, eventually it works out. You know, you just, once yeah. you make that commitment, you'll, you'll be there. Yeah, and you can kind of move heaven and earth to make sure yeah. it works really well. You just need your bucket list of, you know, which walk... Well, where are you going? You know, you have New Zealand's gorgeous, you know, all Did those that places. This year. Yeah. New Zealand and Hawaii ticked those two off this year. It's mm. a pretty amazing place. We spent <clears throat> on the uh, the crazy and exciting thing, we we walked up um, one of the mountains adjacent to Mount Cook mm. and stayed like we we hadn't planned it so we had like runners and and things like Cold. that and it was snowing oh, and we got crazy? to the top and we stayed in a little hut like just slept on the boards because we didn't have a bed but but it was an amazing experience and it and because we wanted <laughs> oh, big, big, no, it was awesome it was amazing <laughs> and like the moon was out stars were out we're sitting there um me and reese and just looking out at the glaciers and going this is incredible this is mm. amazing and that's something that we we just went yeah let's do it let's experience it and that's what you've done over mm. and over again mm. what are the what do you want to what are the things you want to achieve now what's next because I'm sure it's going to be pretty incredible. And well, probably that's yeah. I haven't got a, a what of what next, and that's probably. But that's okay. Um, um, I had you know was going to be in New Zealand, um, a bike ride on the rail trails in New Zealand. Awesome. Um, just with some friends, but I'm not sure now how much I'm allowed to push or can push my body or mm. should push my body that's what I you know that's the hard bit yeah mm. and if I burn up all this energy do I make it do I make my my does it you know I don't want Parkinson to define me but I'm I really don't know that mm. um it's gonna but, be a big learning curve I guess yeah well, I don't know yeah because like even Katie, you know, she suggesting you know us doing this podcast, and and she's really proud of the things I've done. You yeah, know, she should be. And um, you know, not just just doing something really different. And you know, she's and I. That is who I am as well. Definitely. Well, I'm struggling with this. <laughs> That's I'm okay. Sort of saying where I'm where I'm heading is that this is what it makes me the saddest part of having Parkinson is actually is not um, potentially being able to have those goals mm. and have those physical challenges and doing things um, that I might, you know, really want to, to do. Yeah. And 
I don't want to be ordinary. And it, Please, is you're make... never going to be ordinary. <laughs> I know. But I know that, you know, I won't let that happen to me, but hmm. I'm worried that that's what will happen because I don't know how quickly this will progress. Yeah, and I think it's just a bit of, for you, it seems as though you're, you're getting a really you're doing all your research and you're trying things and you're talking to people and you're actually allowing yourself to experience what you're experiencing and mm. you're not kind of going, no, nah, it's not happening. I'm just going to keep smashing myself. Mm. But at the same time, you're, you're, you're in a really cool, I think you're in a really good mindset of, you know, I'm just going to deal with it as it comes. Mm. And it might not mean, it might mean that you can't do a lot of the things that you want to do, but it might mean that you can do a lot of other stuff that you realize you want to do. And the goalposts just move. Yeah. Which is. It's probably yeah. accepting that. Mm. It's accepting that, you know, the goalposts have moved. Yeah. And there's going to be some days where you don't accept it and some days mm. you do. And mm. yeah, I want to go on a walk with you one day. Mm. We should, we should book something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some, you know, Again, New Zealand's quite manageable yeah. to do that. Um, it's pretty close. And it's pretty close. And, you know, we've got some we've got great places to go and you've got the huts to stay in yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Even even stuff around Victoria. It's it's crazy how yeah. much stuff we've got in our backyard. Yeah. Like, I'd love to. I haven't been to the Grampians in ages and ages. Um, yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been for a few years. Mm. We were trying to go... <clears throat> We were trying to go a few months ago, but it was one of the busy weekends and not a chance. Mm. <laughs> it would have been a thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I went one time. I was, anyway, there's a, a story while I was there by myself doing Good. it. And I had left um, the sleeping mat and my um, sleep and sleeping bag at home. <laughs> As you do. As you do, yeah. So They're Probably I, the two things you need the most. most that's right. Except so, for shoes. So I um, just got newspaper <laughs> and I went to the op shop <laughs> and got a blanket and that's what I slept on. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought, why am I doing this? Did you have a good sleep? Not really. No. <laughs> but it was an experience? Yeah, it was an experience. And you can tell the story now? Yeah, that's right. And you do it. And there was this one time I slept on newspaper. Mm. <laughs> so that's when you sometimes are really emotional and you just leave home, pack your bags and not really think about what you're packing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You've got two two pretty amazing kids, right? Yeah, I have. I'm the best. What was it like watching them both do their first Ironman together? Oh. Scary? Yeah. Yeah, nerve-wracking? You know, yeah, scary in that I just hope they don't stuff their bodies. You yeah. know, that's, you know, as a mum, that's all you... Um, but so proud of the effort um, that it took to get there... Mm. And, and then to execute on the day. The, yeah, that mental mental capacity to get yeah. overcome that. It's far from far from an ordinary feat. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty crazy. Like people look at a marathon and be like, wow, that's that's incredible. Mm. And then add a marathon in the water and a marathon on the bike and Yes. It's yeah. pretty hectic. It is, you know. Um, so I yeah, very proud of what they've done, but I'm I just think to do Iron Man is so so tough, and it just takes so much out of their body. Yeah, um, well, it's, I yeah. think it's not something that you can consistently do over and over and over again and not have to pay it back somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how I feel about it. Mm, mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I want them to be because my ment- mantra to them is that it's okay if you're still running at the same age as me. 
then that's okay. Yeah. You've got to make sure you're still, you're still able, able to. to. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a hard one, and I, I think it's a it's a balance because it's part of your part of your brain, especially for like Katie. For one, she just wants to run. She wants to run. She wants mm. like she wants to do all this stuff, but she's got to check herself sometimes. And I yeah. think any athletes is goes through that stage where it's just like, well, maybe I'm I'm not ready to do this and. Mm. It was pretty cool to see her do a half the other mm, the other day, day. Yeah, and to actually and to and to achieve it and she was pretty sore for I think she's still sore yeah. <laughs> but she like it was an achievement and mm. it's something that she mm. worked incredibly hard for and it was pretty cool. She does, doesn't she? And I'm always amazed about how she she tries so hard but her body um, lets her down. You it know, does, yeah. You know, it's, I'm not sure. Um, you know, just. Just it's her body, and you know everybody's got something different mm. that has happened. But she does; she she keeps pushing through, and to wanting to pretty inspiring, do that. very inspiring human. Mm. And like I guess I get <coughs> my Monday mornings of late have been you and Katie at seven a.m. for an hour. Mm. Mm. It's a good way to start the week. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me a little kick out the butt, make sure I'm doing cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Now Katie asked, said that you might not want to talk about this, oh, so we'll okay. see how we go. All right. But. What have you learned through raising Katie and how she's struggled with, I guess, mental health since being a teenager? What's that taught you? Oh, it was tough to Yeah, manage. I can imagine. She was a really tough. We wish we really we knew then um, what we you know, now know. Mm. Um, I don't know what it's taught me. Um, oh. I do know. It's just how to, as a parent, you, you're hopeless. You're feeling hopeless mm. um, because you don't know how to help and whatever you say is wrong. Um, and dealing with teenagers is probably hard enough as yes, is. Yeah. And Katie, you know, was just, she'd gone from being this such an easy, easy child and um, just fitted in, you know, it wasn't any problem yeah. at all when Adam was, you know, quite the reverse and um, and then, yeah, she, she had all these changes at school, friendships were breaking down, nothing was ever right, you know, and that's become a pattern, you know, in her life too mm. and, um, but, you know, that's something I'd never experienced. I had not come in contact with. I yep. had no knowledge about what to do. I'm not sure, you know, what's it's taught me other than, yeah, don't know how to... That's, that's completely fair. I, I think it's a, it's a hard thing when you feel helpless. And mm. I can only imagine what it would be like to feel helpless as a parent. Mm. Um, but I think it's... I think it's credit to you and Adam and and Kerry to be able to have that supportive environment where she's able to work through it and I think she she has a good days and bad days now but mm. she's always been able to and like she told me she's always been able to have that support network around her and look mm. up to you and mm. and have that drive to look after herself which is pretty special yeah yeah but you know she's done it really you know self-taught um, mm. and she's she's done it um yeah, I don't think it's... We're there, we're a backup. She knows we've always got the backstop. Yeah. Um, 
but it is sometimes um, like a steam train, you know, it's gone through and it's gone through and she's got it off the station and she's okay. Yeah. But we're still on the train. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a heavy analogy. Mm. I like that. Yeah. All right. Book club, 30 years. Talk to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Because I was talking to a couple of guys at the gym the other day about starting a book club because... It's such a good thing to I do. I love books. Half, my bookshelf's looking a bit sad at the moment because everyone, I've keep, got some. everyone keeps borrowing them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but what... So, first of all, why'd you start a book club? And second of all, why'd you keep it going for 30 years? Yeah, well, um, we're sitting around the sandpit. Katie's in the sandpit with other <laughs> little babies, little little toddlers, nice. little two-year-olds maybe, not even not even too little maybe. And, um, and I said to the other woman, I just... My brain is needs to be doing something, you know. This is um, it was bored, you know, from um, having little ones. Yeah. And um, I said, "Does anybody want to join a book group with me?" And so the other similar maybes around the sandpit said, "Yes, let's do that." And so with the CAE at that time, you'd um, you get a book list, you know, of all the books you could choose. Yeah. And um, we joined to see the Council of Adult Education Book Club. Cool. And um, and that's how we did it. We just started from them because there was cool. other women were also feeling bored out of their brain when nobody was talking about that. You know, we're talking about babies. <laughs> you know, there's a limit to how many you talk about babies. And um, so that's how we started. We rotate month to month book. You know, and we rotate the role of who was um, ordering the books and doing all that sort of stuff. That's cool. And every, yeah, the beginning of the year... So did you, did you catch up once a month? And Once a month. Yeah. And beginning of the year, we would choose the 12 books or 10 books that we're going to read over the um, year. And you just learnt, you know, it was about the different women, their style. Yeah. Um, we'd read poetry, we'd read novels, we'd read, you know, lots, lots of different, different books that I would have never, ever... And we had great discussions. That's cool. What, what was the format of the, the catch-ups? How did, you, how did you do it? Did you just all sit, sit there in a circle and talk about what book you're reading? or? Uh, not that book. That book that we had for the month. Yep. So we all had the book, same yep. book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's why we joined CAE because mm. then they yeah, provide you, you the books. books. Yeah. Then later on we found that the books were getting a bit boring and <laughs> so we would... We chose one we, we'd all agree to buy or borrow from the library or do something like that. So yep. we changed over time. Um, and we've had a death in the, from the group. We've had, you know, babies being born, yeah. people coming and going. Um, it's a little community again. Yeah, and for many years our Christmas breakup was in the cemetery at Oakley. Oh, really? <laughs> so we would sit on the tombstones and... Would you know a toast or take a glass of wine to um, whoever we're sharing our Christmas um, at the cemetery? Um, so that there was some sort of nice sort of yeah, memories really nice. as well. That's cool. Yeah, it was just a good thing. It was such a good thing to do to stimulate your brain, mm. start talking about other things other than children. <laughs> that, that's really why. Yeah. And Keep that's why saying. it's still going now. That's yeah. awesome. Mm. That's really cool. All right, I've got a bunch of little questions for you. You can be as brief or as long-winded as you want with these answers mm. um, but try and go first thing that comes to your head okay who do you most look up to and why 
probably Gillian Wilde. Awesome. Because she was the first person who really introduced me to being an independent woman and doing things that I, yes, I, I can do this by myself. We can do this. Awesome. Yeah, to be, yeah. It's a pretty powerful thing when someone can inspire you to change your mindset like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, talking to you now is, you know, reminding me of Gillian and, and the friendship that we had there. We don't see each other much now or make contact with each other much. You know, you know yeah. how you drift. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But, but I'm sure if you did, when you do chat to each other, it's like nothing's changed yeah. when you've got a friend like that. Yes, that's right. Mm. Mm. What advice would you give 15-year-old version of yourself? Oh, 15-year-old version of myself is, I don't know how to, don't accept normal, don't accept average, you know, you don't have to be average in the things you experience in your life and, um, yeah, look look for those things that um, inspire you to um, yeah, inspire you beyond the normal. I like that. That's cool. We should make that into a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Do you have a morning routine? Um, yeah, get up, go for a run or go to the gym. <laughs> get moving. I like it. Yeah, that's it. What is success to you? Staying healthy. Perfect. Um, and... And now, um, success is really having joy or pleasure. Um, Yeah, something about that that joy and just having joy in your life. You know, when you've got an inner happiness, you Mm -hmm. know, that core? Yeah. Um, So it's becoming more centralised. It's more of a Buddhist um, sort of thing. just being happy with being where you are, yes. even if there's bad stuff happening, it's yeah. being okay with where you're at. Yes, and if I can manage that, then I think I've been successful. Good, really good. What are you most proud of? Oh, my family. Good, great answer. Mm-hmm. Have you had a defining moment? Mm. One that you can think of? Because I'm sure you've had lots. I've had a defining moment. No, I can't say. Hey, your answer could be no, mate. It's your your answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's um, a defining um, moment, other than you know those times when, I, like when I went white water paddling for the first time. Yeah. But that's a probably a defining moment in that I realised I want to do this sort of stuff. I want to be out there. I want to be something that's a bit different. That's cool. Um, so I, I think the whitewater paddling set me on that yeah, journey, and it has, really. Mm. Awesome. Do you have a mantra? No. Good. <laughs> All right, last question. If you could invite three people to dinner, who would uh-huh. they be and why? Do you know, there's a recent one of them. Well, her name's Mitzi. I work with her at Sacred Heart Mission. Mm-hmm. And um, I just get so much joy about being around her. Awesome. She, she just got this 
um, smile, the way she interacts, the way she cares. I just think, I wish I could be like her. You know, she's just... I think you have that effect on a lot of people around you. Oh, she's great. (laughs) She's, yeah, so I admire um, Mitzi. And she's young. She's um, in her early 30s. Um, And she's just really good. What was the question again? Three people to dinner. She's one. She's one. And she's a great conversationalist. And she just invites people conversation. She starts conversation. She's really good. Um, And the the other one would be um, the two girlfriends, but I'd lump them together. It would be Pam O'Neill and um, Jill Reed and two, you know, the closest, really close friends. Awesome. They just... You know, they've got interesting things that they're seeing or doing that they bring to the conversation and and it's just that they contribute and it's not just about them. Yeah. They're it's, genuinely interested in what's going on in your life. Yeah, 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 what's going on in my life, but what's going on in the world, um, what's yeah. what's a good book to read, um, what's a good recipe, so what, what's, they're just, you know... They're, like they're really you know, wholesome, wholesome people. Awesome. Um, that's probably... I want to come to that dinner. Yeah. All right, last question for you. What's your favourite book? If you could recommend one book to everyone, what would it be? Oh, shit. And I'm not taking I don't know for an answer because you've been in a book club for 30 years. You better have yeah, a good one yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's, you know, like there's novels. Are we talking about novels? Are we talking anything, about... Anything. Just one book. One book that as soon as we're done, I'm going to go and buy. Oh, shit. No, no, pressure's, pressure's on. Pressure's, pressure's, pressure's. <laughs> pressure's. Um, now, this one's been around, for, it's just for... But The Seven Habits... Covey's book, Seven Habits. You probably read it. Maybe, Haven't read it. Well, that's pretty, it's pretty big ancient for you. That's all right. I, um, love, I love ancient books. <laughs> um, and it's just that it's, it's, um, it's your philosophy of what are the habits, what are the things that you need to help understand yourself but also how you connect with other people. And so it's talking about these seven habits and um, which one's about staying centred and being true to yourself. Um, but it does it in such a way that it's really accessible that you think, yes, I can do those sort of things. And it gives you a way forward yeah. to awesome. achieve those ha- habits of being um, at your core and being centred and um, understanding the person that you are. Mm. That's cool. I like it. Well, thank you very much, very, very much for coming on. You're an absolute superstar. Oh, thank you. It's been a really interesting journey, discussion. I didn't know where it was going to go. We've covered a huge amount of ground. Oh, yeah, I think we might do seven or eight more just to keep, <laughs> keep, keep it rolling. 